2: Hello and welcome. We are back. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I am your host, Brian Beckner. Stoked you are here. Stoked you are joining us for Episode 78, Part 2 of our episode epic Soul Man review. If you haven't had a chance, go back and listen to episode 78, part one, where we broke down the first half half of the amazing 1986 film Soul Man with C. Thomas Howell featured in blackface throughout. It's really, really a, a special moment in cinematic history, and I'm glad that you're spending some time with us to dissect that movie And just a reminder, if you're new to the program, this is something sort of special we do once in a while as we we review movies. Um, In the past, we've reviewed Karate Kid. Now we've done Soul Man. We will do more movies on occasion in the future, stuff we feel needs to be deconstructed and talked about at length. Um, So I hope you've enjoyed the Soul Man review and come back to the show next week. Where we'll get back to what we normally do, which is being silly, being the sports show of record, being the pop culture show of record, the Dong show of record, all the shows of record that we're famous for, and keep the feedback coming. I'd love to know what everyone thought of the Soul Man review. As always, you can contact us at mailbag at com. You can like our Facebook page. Facebook, search the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. You can leave us a voicemail, 949-464-TBLS. Lots of ways to get a hold of us. Um, please do so. Please interact with the show. We love your emails. We love your voicemails. We we love connecting with you, the listener. So please enjoy this special part two, episode 78, the Soul Man Review. And we will catch up with you with a brand new show next week. Thanks, guys. I thought yeah. that was odd, uh, but so James Earl Jones is calling roll, and as he calls roll, everyone's like, "Here, Stevens here, Johnson here," and then he gets to Mister Mister Watson, and how does he reply? Right on. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> very very awkward, and racist, and further determining what. Solidifying that Mark is not a,
3: even an appropriate response, is a
2: massive douche. No, so, dumb. not present right like, here, just right on. I
3: mean, you could also, say is that, that, for another is that time. black?
2: Is right on black? Because I feel like I say right on all the time. Is that no, is that, yeah, ethnic?
1: That, that definitely was once upon I time. feel like it was. That was, it was a, at some point.
2: That was
3: a yes. bonics. 80s iconic. Uh, gotcha.
4: I have a feeling that they did just like the uh, the jogging scene. They probably had other th- other lines that got cut out, and maybe
1: "What it is, bro" was <laughs> right. the first one. Right.
2: What it What it is, my man. What it is, question. big
1: mama. My mama didn't read no dummy. <laughs> 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 all, all the airplane lines.
5: Same as that, Come some slack, Jack. Oh. Jump I, don't want I, the help. Jumping, get there. I have, the help. I have yeah, a man. question. Do you, think, no
1: <laughs> Do you
3: think that they had? An actual real life black person consulting on this movie. No,
2: no, no, oh. no black person other than the actors that were in it. The two black people that were in the entire movie. No. Well, the bl-
1: blackest thing about this movie, it was written by a woman whose last name was black. That's right.
2: Who who, who wrote no other movie before <laughs> no. or after.
1: Um. That's it. Shocker. So they Shocker.
3: had no one to factor.
2: They
3: barely even had the internet. Right. They
2: had didn't, they didn't have, you know how it's like if they platoon they have like a couple green berets right. and a drill sergeant on to make sure things from go homeland, right. homeland, they have people from the CIA. Yeah, they have CIA people. <laughs> they they didn't think, "Hey, maybe we should have a couple black people here to right. make sure we're doing this properly."
1: She wrote she wrote she helped create the Wonder Years and the Ellen show.
2: That's right. Uh okay. So then after that, he's been invited. He goes to class. He makes a fool of himself there. And then he's been invited to something by Radon Chong, Sarah Watkins, Walker, Walker. Walker. Sarah has inv- as sort of an olive, olive branch, she's like, all right, this guy's new. Like, well, I'll throw him a bone. You know, we got to stick together here. And she, she invites him to something called the BLSA meeting, which is the black law students association. And Mark, obviously not being black, has no idea what that is. So he asks Gordon, hey, what what is that all about? And Gordon tells him it's a militant organization. (laughs) So he dresses like a cartoonish
3: Black Panther
2: Panther from the 1960s. (laughs) So good. He looks like a fool.
3: And this is also a really embarrassing racial stereotypical moment.
2: It's true because he he walks in and the, the whole the you know they just look like normal people in I mean, there this and, is
1: 19, oh. this is 1986 <laughs> yes and it's at Harvard right. <laughs> Why would like, you make that leap? Like, because how did you? You're he, incredibly like, racist. Yeah. So
3: why do you even <laughs> did, have those clothes? How did? Yes. Where did you get them did,
1: from? Yeah, he had to go buy fatigues.
2: He had to use a
1: scarf, hit a are you beret,
3: dressing like
2: you would dress in the '60s. It's it's very <laughs> shocking. Um, anything to add from that, guys? Have, have, have I missed anything?
4: No, you got. Was it. there? A, did did we skip the basketball scene entirely, or is that? No,
5: no we're not. We're we not, not there we yet. Coming it, yeah. That's coming up. That's the, the next nice
2: part. So. Then immediately after this, this Mark guy is not a good dude because despite the fact that he is by his own admission in love with Sarah, he bounces and immediately slays Melora Harden, Leslie Nielsen's daughter, like no problem, hops into bed with her, sexes her, boom, quickly. She gets what she wants and that's to make her dad jealous. Um, and then he, then he moves on. And this is this is an interesting scene.
4: Now, now hold on a second. I, yeah. I, I have a feeling we're skipping a couple of things, but I maybe I wrote my notes down in the wrong sequence. I thought the basketball scene happened first, but it doesn't matter because the the maybe the most crucial part about him having sex with her, she takes the movie to maybe the most inappropriate place. I agree. And then it becomes totally. extremely racist. With the I'm I'm uncomfortable even repeating this line, but I had to write it down because it's so it would never exist in in this day and age. It would never exist. So he just gets done having sex with her, right? So they're having that like kind of cigarette moment, lingering after sex, and she's Can I just say
3: something about the post sex?
4: Yes. yes.
3: they why are they on the
1: floor? They're on the they're like, on the yeah, floor. They're
3: half on the bed, I half on the floor. Do people have like really athletic sex where they fall? Well, like? 80s I'm,
1: movies what? involved in a lot of movement. Right? And right. this like, actually all over comes into room. play in my life because <laughs> the first time I I, just, I tried <laughs> to get down, uh it was, it was a problem. In high school, I thought, like, we were supposed to be moving around a lot during sex. <laughs> and I remember the girl being like, where, what, what are you doing? Where are you going? And I was like, I don't know. Are we supposed to roll around a little bit? Oh, like, you're, yeah. like, picking her you're up like and, flying. like, yeah. putting I her against the wall. I watched too many of these like... fucking movies where they're rolling around.
2: I mean, they, <laughs> left, they left the bed. Even, I, even, I, even more shocking is that, yeah, they're on the floor, but she's fully dressed. Right. Like I think they, yeah. they just had sex and she's redressed herself quickly? <laughs> like, did they have sex with her clothes on? Yeah.
4: That's a great point that Ed brings up because I remember being it was off putting watching Bull Durham and that every time Costner and Strand yeah, had to be, be physical. Yeah, yeah, they were yes. getting Shit. food all over each other and, yeah. and pouring milk and I'm like, God, I want to clean that up. It's yes. it, it doesn't look yeah. good. But it anyways. Re- it
2: really takes you out of the moment. Yes. So uh, inevitably we all knew that this joke was coming, Ed she's she's. In a, just had sex with presumably her first black guy.
4: In a movie full of inappropriate uh, racist things, this was probably, it probably tops it. She says this to him in post-coital, uh, you know, snuggling. She says, it was like I could really feel 400 years of oppression and yes. anger in every single yes. pelvic thrust.
2: So good. Which, if you, this is one of those scenes that, if this movie had been played as satire, would have been fucking hilarious. This this uh, this character actually has some of the best scenes in the movie, but they're n- th- these are the only satirical scenes in the movie. So continue.
4: That's what she says, and I'm <clears throat> thinking. Yeah. What- was that supposed to be the punchline? Was that supposed to draw laughter? How could it draw in any scope of time across our millennium anything but cringe-worthy? Looks like uncomfortable feeling in the movie theater.
2: Right. It's it's definitely does not fit. She
3: also th- alludes to his average. Right. That's penis right. Size. She goes. She
2: go, goes <laughs> on to to discuss stero- stereotypes, and she's like, some are fit. Some stereotypes work. Like like black men being a uh, dynamic lovers or something like yeah. that. And she's like, and <laughs> some, some don't, don't fit. fit. Yeah. And he's like, like what? And she's like, like, you know, the whole penis size thing. And I was like, what? I had to wait this long in the movie to get to a <laughs> penis size joke. I thought, yeah, I, I thought like, and be and 40 of she them.
3: has
1: to spell it out. Right, and they're like, like, "Well, now that we've done the penis size joke, why don't we go for the other black stereotype and go right to the <laughs> basketball court?" <laughs> That's
2: exactly right.
1: Right, like let's let's get let's go breakneck what beat What's another the the thing that
2: black people basketball? do? That's right, play basketball. They're
3: good at basketball, so, so they
2: bounce out. This is this is really a curious scene. This is
1: a jarring scene. They
2: bounce out to the basketball court. Who, uh, Gordon, who's clearly not an athlete, and Mark. Also, apparently not. Despite and his
1: first layup attempt, he goes granny. Yes, yes. He goes. He goes an underhanded scoop. So clearly, why would he show up at the basketball court? That's his. That's his style of play.
2: They show up, and the two. It's like intermural's, and the two captains, of course, immediately want Mark on their team because obviously, you're not. Not a lot of black guys are walking into the gym to play hoop intramural hoop and at the Harvard. The
5: whole
3: gag here is that they're fighting over him they, because they, okay, he's and these black
1: they start right, fighting. These two captains are both wearing full sweatpants. Uh, and one like is I said, shorts one has on shorts top of the over. Yes, that the was an eighties <laughs> thing. People used to put they and all all of their shirts are tucked in. Why would, everyone, why would and it, they have the
2: shortest shorts? Why would on? you wear so much fleece to play basketball? You want to wear the the loosest fitting, coolest I feel like clothing. It was a thing to get <laughs> really
3: sweaty and have your sweatshirt
1: like your hoodie all soaked and sweat.
2: Shorts over sweatpants. What purpose oh, so could that <laughs> serve?
1: <laughs> when well, was the last pickup know. game you had that where you had pennies? That's a good look. Right. It was. Well, they're all. They're, they're. well equipped with pennies. Yes. Like not shirts go, and skins. Not shirts and skins. Or just like let's just keep track of who's on our team. I was no, confused. They're, they're all in pennies.
3: I was yes. confused why he showed up to
1: play okay. basketball just and he to, had no let's skills. Let's get. Let's
2: get to that. That's that's no. that's that's the, that's the big takeaway the from the scene. Point? But first, we need to we need to we need to touch on something that happened. There's two guys there. There's two captains of the teams. And the one guy, his fucking dad is the president of the United States. The actor that oh. plays one of the team captains is freaking Ron Reagan Jr., whose dad was the president of this, the United States at the time they filmed crazy. this movie. What? Well,
1: Jason, it,
2: you,
4: it you texted it, I mean, earlier about this. Yeah. Could you imagine in, in this, I mean, a couple things. No. First of all, it doesn't take uh, an, an acting coach or someone that's nuanced in the in the world of, of theater to realize that obviously this is why Ron Reagan Jr. was never an actor. After this, right. he's he's an abominable actor. He's terrible. And, and this secondly, is this is
2: from a professional actor, Jason Stewart. Yeah, that's right. Has starred in many lifetime movies.
4: Secondly, could you imagine in this day and age the son of the sitting president doing a it's such an inappropriate movie, where the premise of the movie is a white guy in blackface, where there's horrible racism and inappropriateness throughout. There would be a shitstorm of controversy. What? It speaks to just how, I guess, right-wing this country was in 1986 Apparently. that we all loved Ron Senior, and and we all just said, "Cool, let's hate black
3: no people." I was not. No I was not shocked at all to see him.
1: Unbelievable! Yeah. It was, I mean, this, this, and and Reagan. Reagan is the is the guy that everyone in the Republican Party gets turgid just at the mention of his right. name. That's like right. this is this is one of the most revered that's guys right. ever.
2: And there's his son, Ron Jr. picking teams. So he's like, hey, he's oh. and I Ron. like I like how he's like, come on, like let me have let me have this guy, Mark. You already got Leon, right? We got Washington here on a coin toss, so
1: he'll take Leon. That's Watson, right? Sorry, Marcus. And, <laughs> and not only is Mark bad Whoa. at basketball, he's bad at he's bad at just squirting water bottles yes. into his mouth. Yes, he
2: misses. He misses. Well, uh, okay, what was he doing there? Why were they there no playing idea. basketball? He's terrible at it. What like was he doing? i never played hockey. I wouldn't go try to get in a pickup hockey game. If I
3: was him, I would really avoid the gym at all costs. It
2: wasn't germane to the plot. There's yeah. no reason for them to be playing basketball. They clearly like, had it, never played
1: basketball. Was it and how to
3: many? establish his blackness? <laughs>
1: He... And how many how many basketball games do you have two referees in uniform? <laughs> yes. <laughs> They were at pickup games and like there were referees with whistles and everything. I feel shirts. like
3: he thought he thought I'm black, I have to go play basketball. Also, that's what
1: black people also,
2: do. Also, Leon on the other team
1: was 8 feet tall. He was
2: basically like Bob McAdoo. Like he was Ridden the Harlem sure, He Sloan was trotter.
1: he was on the TV show White Shadow. He
2: was dunking, he was he was dribbling between his legs. Like that guy could play, Mark on the other hand could not play. And uh, let me see if you guys notice this. Yeah, he throws his free throw or his layup like through the window behind the hoop. Like he can't even like hit the rim. He can't hit the backboard. He is, oh. can't dribble. He can't do one fucking thing on the basketball court.
1: He, oh, I, by, by the way, I just looked it up. Leon was on the white shadow. His name was Teddy Rutherford. On wow. The white wow. Yeah.
2: Excellent pull.
1: He has some game. He has some good game. Uh, yeah, he was
2: good. But let me, know, let me know if you guys thought anything of this highlight highlight at one point mark goes in for a dunk and elevates to the yeah. rim that's right only, he, to,
1: he, only to get the ball stuck but that means he could at least play pretty i mean you he could had, play a good he, he had massive he, hops. The rim.
2: he was above he the rim jump up that high he, yeah, excuse my racism but he could jump like a black guy
4: <laughs> yeah. And just like any other Hollywood movie, Hollywood is filled with a bunch of theater types that weren't athletes and they always get these athletic scenes wrong. It's, it's like yes. they were overcompensating how ridiculously bad he was. They didn't have to go that yes. far. They didn't have yes. to do that. It was so stupid. It could have just and been did, and, regular And bad. because it was in slow motion, the scene lasted 15 minutes. All it had to last was like thirty seconds. Yeah, we get it. A great sucks point. At the, 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 the
2: being joke. bad at basketball montage was yeah. e- extended <laughs> forever. It was it like a third a of the movie. Time.
1: Yes, very but shocking. Yeah, he was five. He's five eleven. I just looked him up. Five eleven, and he got to the rim.
2: That, that's exactly that's pretty right. solid. Yeah. Um, so and and then I I made a note here just after the scene. It's thirty six minutes and thirty three seconds. Into the movie before, and I believe it's the chick from The Office that looks at Mark and says to him, There's something strange about you. You're fucking kidding me. You know, there's something
5: really strange about you, and I don't know
2: what it is. Yeah. Like a third of the way in. <laughs> yes. You were yeah. deep into the movie, and it's the, a, finally someone looks at this guy and goes, Hold on. Like, what's Wait going on? Did this guy Wait take tanning minute. pills? Like, right. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> That doesn't stop her from wanting to bang him, so. It's, yeah, she, well, she likes, you know, she was craving that. She wanted to sow those oats, do something a little different. Um, and, and then we have our first, and this is this is inevitable. At some point, he's going to need to run. And you see this, this was the whole premise of Perfect Strangers, when pe- or not Perfect Strangers, Bosom Buddies. When people <laughs> are pretending to be something they're not, they run into someone from their previous life, and who did they run into but Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Bradley, yeah. the boyfriend B-Rad. who's attending BU. But for some you know, reason – I'm confused
1: by this. Why are they walking the halls of Harvard? Exactly.
2: That's exactly that, – that, they sort of try yeah. to explain away a way that he's on the waiting list. Well, you, if you're on the waiting list, doesn't mean you hang no, out at out. the school.
1: Right. And if you're one on person
3: drops out or gets expelled, B-Rad is in.
2: That's that's exactly right. Yeah, they 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 set up that plot point that he's got to hold on to his spot because if he doesn't, Brad is going to swing in. Uh, and then but let's
3: talk about what. Um, how Mark handles running into these two? Oh, what does excellent! He do? Excellent!
2: He goes, he goes full Steve. Yes, full Stevie Wonder. A terrible! He pretends to be deaf. Very and blind. cringeful he moment puts on for sunglasses. me. Sunglasses.
3: Does the head it's like awful. the head wobble? There's like
2: no music playing, but he's dancing. It's a very, very awkward and slightly racist scene, is it not? Yes, it's horrible. Well, a
1: slight, slightly <laughs> would be. A- a bit of a understatement.
2: Nice <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah that, that was a little weird. Uh, and obviously, anybody that knows the guy is going to recognize oh, wait, him. Like, man, of course, is, they would know who he was. What
3: does Gordon say that his buddy does? Like, he's like at the a janitor or something. He said
2: he's the police. Like he's, the his name's Kar- he says this is Kareem.
3: Kareem Abdul Ali. Yeah,
2: Kareem Abdul Ali. And, and
3: someone's like, is he a Muslim? And then he's like, no, he's Canadian.
2: I'd like you to meet my good friend, Kareem Abdul Ali.
3: Is that a joke? Because there's it's, no black people in Canada? I, I don't know.
2: It's a very, very awkward. I
3: think, none of that Unfortunately, any sense.
2: And then, yeah, Jason was right. Then right after this is at the point where he goes and gets sexed by Leslie Nielsen's daughter, who makes the penis size comments.
3: She also made some comment about shades of gray.
1: That, that's the, there's there's yeah right. there's no black or yeah. white
2: yeah shades of gray which is weird because that became now we have 50 shades of gray
3: right i wonder if that's linked
2: yeah it's like
4: I, right after she makes that comment about 400 years of oppression and stuff it for me in in 2015 and you know i i, I don't consider myself a prudish person at all but it it became it, it took it went down a path that was just like Cringing and uncomfortable, and like that scene where he blows off his his new love interest for uh, Michael's boss on The Office, and they have dinner with the family, and the the fantasies that evolve yeah, from gets that gets real, very, this is, yeah. This is- is when they crank the
1: racism so, up to yeah. him.
2: After the sex where she's like I could almost feel all 40 acres and a mule being ejaculated inside of me, she they move on to the next scene and that's where he she brings him home to dinner and that. Oh I feel like God. that was her ulterior motive. She this brings is the him She of- brings him into Leslie Nielsen's house for dinner where all of the racism explodes in in the in the form I mean, of all every person at the table has has a fantasy about what they picture this guy being jason so
1: was it was it the mom's fantasy where it was that he he was on heroin and eating watermelon. No, was no, no. That oh, that okay, the mom. That the mom, yeah, the let's, mom let's
2: work up to that. One the mom has a fantasy okay. where he has a knife in he's his like teeth a, and an he's
3: an island savage. Yeah, with and a knife he's gonna rape her. Teeth. She
2: right. has she yes. has a rape fantasy right. about him. The son has a fantasy that he's prince, where he's playing the guitar <laughs> on, the table, on the table, like in a blouse as prince. Oh my
1: god, that actually was a funny one. The,
2: Then the the dad isn't even a very black guy. Then the dad has a fantasy where he's in a full pimp suit, where and he's and and he's eating, he's chewing on a watermelon rind. Where it's it's shocking that it. it, I I just can't even. I was like, wait. (laughs) I had to pause it. I'm like, did I fall asleep? Am right. I having
3: a dream? Is this really because happening? He's
2: in like the pimp suit that you see like at the the um, Halloween store, like With the, the hat, full the purple red velvet. big hat, and he's chewing on a watermelon, right? And he's like, "Yo, I'll be pimping your daughter out tonight." Like, talk full ebonics, the whole and thing. she's pregnant. And she, she's pregnant. She's
5: pregnant. That's right. Hi, did I tell you Mark's going to Harvard Law School? Scholarship. Yes. Get my heroin and my hypodermic needle, bitch. Here's some more watermelon while you're at it. Yes, dear. White fat ass
1: slut. What are you looking at? Yeah, and and I would point out the the younger brother. His uh his head is way too big for his frame. There's something odd yes. about the younger brother. Yes. <laughs> he looks. That's that's hey. the,
4: the least most concerning part of this entire scene, but you're right. <laughs> I, I would say you're right. It's probably let, a little bit heavy.
1: And also, let's not forget who is serving them their food. A black, a black guy right. with, right. with, right. with uh, tops he, and tails. Yeah. They
2: have servants. Yeah, he they
3: basically have, looks like a slave. Yeah,
2: it's like so, a plantation-style right. dinner. So the,
4: the pimp in this dream sequence, the father's dream sequence, by far the most racially charged of the uh, fantasies. He's chewing on a
2: watermelon rind.
4: Talking about heroin. Yes. Yeah, the the pimp is uh, played by uh, Mark, says, go get my heroin, to his daughter, go get my heroin and my hypodermic needle bitch.
1: That's right, that's right. And then he says,
4: and get me some more watermelon while you are at it, white fat ass slut.
3: I mean, things took a fucking turn. it
2: was a weird, (laughs) weird. What the actual fuck happened?
1: It the, was the, the writer had some max to grind. Yes,
2: it was very, very jarring yeah, to say was the like, least. Whoa. It took a turn, absolutely. <laughs> um,
1: so then, it, and then we learned that he's blown off the the attractive.
2: Yeah, option the girl the he liked he had he had finally agreed to study with him, and he completely blew her off to go to that dinner, and then apparently didn't remember that he had a date with her. A very weird turn and, also, and this not is believable.
3: another like real movie trope is the person getting um, stood up in the library yeah. for, for, she for study. She was sitting
2: there on the couch. Also, <laughs> baller library, like big soft leather couches would be hard oh, to study Harvard. in there. It's Harvard. Yeah, that's true. Every scene of-
3: she has like a, some very weird like headband situation <laughs> on for yeah. a while yeah, that's before true. she gives that's up. True. And of
4: course- He's in the library, like the next scene or something. And through the books, as he's taking a book off the shelf, are the two racist uh, buddies. And one of them's telling one of his very yes. uh, basic racial jokes. And he looks to dope. him with a wink. Again, He's like, ah, no what? offense, right, buddy, or something
1: like that. What are the odds? Very what are the good. odds that yeah. that guy has yeah. is, happens to be giving a one liner on yeah? I forget. Black jokes.
3: What does Mark say to those guys every time?
1: Um, I, I think no offense. Yeah, no offense. Think, or something. No offense, no offense. something like that. Yeah, No yeah. offense.
4: No problem. Because yeah. it's a tie-in
3: at the end. Yeah, yeah. He,
4: but he's starting. He's starting to to see a little bit of what it's like to be a black person. Because right. even though he got those guys off the hook,
2: they're he, still
1: doing you can it. Tell he's a little irritated. Yeah, just a tad that's bit true. irritated with them. Well, but but what what we learn right here is. Right after the the that he stands her up, then she's pissed at him, and he he shows up at the cafeteria
2: where she works. And
1: even though the daughter of Leslie Nielsen, I don't think, goes to Harvard Law, follows him into the <laughs> right. the dining hall of Harvard Law, which I'm not sure that law students still do the same dining hall thing. No. But she's anyway, a
3: political science and, major, yeah.
1: and you you find out that she's worked, so she doesn't get the scholarship and how she's going to pay for $54,000 is to work at a dining hall.
3: A minimum yeah. wage cafeteria yeah. job. I mean,
1: that how is that ever going to pay for it? Oh. There's no booze being served. Like yeah. that's the worst job.
2: Yeah, do. why would you get the get, we go
1: get a bartending
2: job?
3: That that's not the only thing she has to pay for.
1: You got right. a child well, to support. Oh, that's we'll, right. We'll, get, we'll we'll get to George.
2: Another black stereotype. The only the black girl working her way through college with the with mom. The, the child, yeah. single mom. Yeah, um, yeah. So he, he, we see at this point he starts having black eye problems. Um, he well at first <laughs> it turns he. For some reason, despite despite getting accepted to Harvard, he's a fucking shit student. He only has one class. He gets his paper handed back. He's a C C fucking plus. plus. Also, like pretty rude just to put the put the (laughs) grades right on there as you hand them out. (laughs) She gets she gets an A minus. He gets a C plus. And his black eye problems start. He gets arrested he's for some reason he's that's
1: the most that's i said the other part was the most realistic this is the most right well he's he's driving shadowing he's
2: driving wall black in boston super bad idea he gets arrested he goes to the cell and what it's a bunch of celtics fans white guys like a softball team in the cell with him they promptly kick his ass uh what else happens uh well
4: well, the 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 part about the jail scene is I'm not sure what they got thrown in jail for, but I think they kind of give it away because they say, what are you in for? And then he says, what are you guys in for? And they all, and one of the guys says, we lost to a bunch of N-bombs. Yeah, and they,
2: they say the actual So word. is that they why say- they're
1: in jail? They just beat the crap out of the other yes. team after they lost to them? Yeah. 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 This movie's PG. Yeah, that's, like, right. If that's, if supposed, <laughs> that's right. <if> you're supposed to. <laughs> You're supposed to bring a twelve-year-old where where softball teens are saying.
2: I uh, I um I remember seeing this movie in the theater oh, and I was in sixth grade. Yeah,
1: my parents took you me. Did. This yes, this
2: this movie <laughs> actually made twenty-five million dollars at the box yeah,
1: office. I remember seeing it in like fourth grade with my parents.
2: Kate, did this movie make it they, down they, under?
3: No. The,
2: did they make a remake with the
1: Yahoo series were, were as an abo? I don't remember this too, movie. Too many Yahoo Serious.
3: I don't remember this movie when it came out. So it probably, might, maybe Did, it didn't play maybe, in Australia. Maybe they
2: remade it with this Yahoo! The first, Sirius as Aboriginal Man. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. It was
3: the first time I saw it on Saturday yeah,
2: night. Yeah, yeah. Kate was not aware of Soul Man really at all. No. Until two nights ago. Uh, okay, so he's having black eye problems. So he gets arrested. He can't get out of jail, and that, that makes him late for class. He shows up all beat up to class. He uh, shows
3: up at the end of class with a black eye. Yeah, and no assignment. He has
2: no paper to Not turn sure in. Why he bothered to And this is, up. and this at this point, this is where James Earl Jones sort of contradicts himself because he's like, "Where's your paper, Mister Watson?" And he's like, "Look, he's like, I got beat up, I got my ass kicked by white guys, I got arrested for no reason." He's like, "You of all people should understand, get it, because they're both black." Right. Yeah. He's starting to understand the black experience, and James Earl Jones is like, "Look." He's like, if you need to work twice as hard, he's like, there's no excuses. He's like, if you need to work twice as hard as these whiteys, Mm -hmm. then that's what you got to do. do. But then immediately after saying that, he he gives him a break and says, okay, just uh, turn your paper in tomorrow at 9 (laughs) a.m. Yeah. Like a big big contradiction there where you got (laughs) to work.
1: After Thanksgiving break, he says, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Right.
2: Yes, exactly. Uh, Okay. Then they, he ends up, he, he begins to fall in love with Sarah, and she starts to feel him. And this was really the moment of the movie for me. the,
3: the R&B study montage. But this this is the amazing yeah.
1: thing. She, <laughs> she becomes inspired because some weird guy that is, has already insulted her by showing up in, in fatigues. That's right. He's, he, he's studying hard one night, and she's like, oh, this guy's got something I'm interested in. But also,
3: yeah. he's not even studying that hard. He falls asleep. Like,
2: in his book at one point. Yeah, he – oh, true. and so does she, but he, like, wakes her up, and oh. then he – Um, he, a very cute, he's real, like,
1: study he's,
2: montage. He's good with her kid, George. And, and
1: that's, that's an 80s staple, what Kate just brought up. Every movie in the 80s had one of two things. One, a boat racing finale, or two, a study montage. <laughs> they all true. had one or the other.
2: Yeah you had to study your ass off so then then
3: george sh- is the real star of the movie by the way she
2: has him to dinner so at her house and this is where we learn that he-
1: no, but first he goes to the cafeteria and sits at a table where i made a note of this because it was so creepy yeah he sits at a table and is charming with five-year-old george right. who we learn yes. is radon chan's son but uh two things one he was named George in the in the year nineteen eighty one, which I, I'm pretty sure that that was about thirty years after the last George. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but then, two, uh, there were empty tables in that cafeteria, yeah. and he chose to sit down with a five year old. This is table. a great point. Like I, I'm, I applaud him being nice with a kid. Like there's, there's something charming about that. But there's no 22-year-old man that's supposed to just sit next to a 5-year-old. Like, that's just – that's not cool. Like, you stay the fuck away of from course. a 5-year-old. Of course.
2: Absolutely. Man. You leave that little kid alone or you're, you're, unless you're a pedo. Yeah, that's a very good point. So, But she, she starts to warm up to him based on his association with the kid. He, he ends up going to dinner at her house. And for some reason, like, her parents or grandparents –
1: Grandparents. Like,
2: like, live in Boston –
1: yeah, but, she's from San Diego, but she's got a lot of relatives from Boston. Right,
2: And she, but she she announces a couple things. One, she goes, she, we learned that he got her scholarship. Oh, She's like, oh, you're the one. Right. And she's like, ah, it starts to snow, and there's snow all over the ground. And she's like, this is the first time I've ever seen snow. And I'm like, well, what about all that shit that's all piled up around you? And then <laughs> –
1: that's true. She didn't, she you hadn't seen, she snow barely, had she hadn't the noticed never, yeah, there was snow everywhere. she never
2: looks down. She only she like her, looks,
1: she had her eyes closed for the previous three and a half weeks. Yeah.
2: So he, she only looks up and then the snow starts falling. Uh, first, we learn that he's from LA and he got the scholarship. And she points out that if he hadn't have got that scholarship, she would have received it because they would have opened it up. Jason, to,
1: Jason what was the technicality?
4: Yeah, the technicality is that if not if if there aren't any uh, if there aren't the requisite number of blacks getting yes. a scholarship
1: <laughs> yeah. in, in Los Angeles, the default city is San mm-hmm. Diego. Seems like a standard plot. Yeah. Yes, yes.
2: It, well, they made it work, and, and then <laughs> and then you know,
1: in the writers' room at the last minute, they're like, "Wait a second how yeah. how can we how can we tie this all in?" It's like we just shoehorn this plot it's line that's out was, of nowhere. It was very strange.
4: That's
3: it,
2: so sophisticated. Then then writing. the snow starts to fall on his clown wig. On his clown
1: wig. Right. And it doesn't it doesn't melt. It doesn't melt. It's like
3: that fake um, movie
1: snow the, it's that they had. The it's me- the type of it's it's department store train set. Right snow. It
2: looks yeah, it looks like feathers <laughs> falling down and to so Sarah looks at him longingly and she go and she sees all the snow falling on him and she says you're turning white. Best line of the movie for my <laughs> yeah, money. Very one. much enjoy it. Yeah. And, bef- and
4: we also have to we also have to add that if, as long as Ed was was listening to the thing the cliched things in every eighties movie, what did they make out to a sax
1: solo? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's- there was so much saxophone. Yes, they eighties movies were just. Sacks, full of sex.
2: So now that we, now that they've they've fallen in love, he's having second thoughts about what he's done. He's he's made her life more difficult. Although she's still at Harvard, like he could have got a this job the in the first cafeteria. Time we see that he has
1: oh, a bit and, of a conscience. And let's also bring up just timing wise. I mean, look, maybe I shouldn't be shooting holes through timing when we've talked about this plot, but he has the moment where he has to overcome the. Uh, He has to overcome the professor doubting him. And then he gets the extension over Thanksgiving weekend. And she mentions on that night there's 10 days until finals. So in 10 days, (laughs) in 10 days, not only does he like he go from being a pariah to her to like her falling in love. It takes 10 days of him studying hard for them to fall in love. That's yeah. Ten days. Yeah. Also, you'll, she, she finds him to be a, a complete shithead.
2: Also, you only go to class twice a week. So no, we,
1: but this class they're they're there for eight hours. a day. Oh, that's true. Yeah,
2: that's right. He only has the one class.
1: This is a, this it's
5: is the 80s. House on the things Prairie. are
3: accelerated. So
2: we we sort of reach the climax of the movie. The everything comes to a head like it does in all 80s movies and all 80s sitcoms for that matter, where everybody shows up at the wrong time. Right. He's he's at his
1: apartment. Uh it's th- like a Tarantino movie with guns drawn, except no guns are drawn. It's just a lot of lot of slapstick. This th-
3: is so sitcom to me, the th- scene.
2: Th- Leslie Nielsen's daughter is there because she wants to get fucked even more, even though uh, he has clearly treated her like shit the entire time. You think she would realize uh, an shit and he's not well enough. Yeah, yeah, and he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't have. He's not packing the heat she expected him to be packing. So you figure she'd she'd be disappointed and maybe move on to one of the other black guys at Harvard. But no, she's still into Mark. Uh, she shows up. Out of nowhere, his parents show up. Doogie Hauser's dad and his wife, not in a Fila suit at this point, but they, they're on their way back from Barbados. There, Everyone shows up to the apartment. Then Sarah shows up, and weird layout in the apartment. Like, there's two front doors. I was very, That's very... Right. I was,
1: Gordon's running interference on one front door, and the dad walks in on the other. He's he's
2: He's very confused, and then he does something very weird to not... So his parents wouldn't see him as a... Fake black guy, what does he do to hide his appearance? He throws on a ski mask.
5: <laughs> like,
1: why would you have? <laughs> who yeah, has why, a ski why, mask? Yeah, why? I mean, I, I guess in the 80s it was still acceptable to wear it in non-robbery a, situations. Was he knocking
2: over 7-Elevens on the weekend? I have a big question about this scene. Ask, let's, let, go ahead. Ask the question. This is, it's a very confusing scene, a very difficult climax to comprehend. What about his hands?
1: He had gloves on. He, oh, he did. Put, he put on gloves. He talked about it being cold. There was a, I feel Something like there was, was enough
3: excision. of a cutout around the eyes yes, you where could you could see, see yes, black skin.
2: You could see his blackness, his oh. tanness underneath the ski mask. It seemed eyes. like he was on drugs.
1: Here's, here's a real jarring part of the scene. Um, when, when the sexed up Leslie Nielsen daughter was curled up on his bed, when you look across at his room, there was a framed America's cup poster on the wall. So he was <laughs> he was a huge fan of just sailing in yeah, general. Yachting. And just sailing. Yes, like,
2: like, like yachting. Like most black guys, he loved yachting. Black guys, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he, also, there was a, they threw on a Beach Boys
3: right, she record. Put, she well, put on was, a Beach was Boys a nice album. This is the nice
1: part of the movie yeah. where they established that the Beach Boys. While he's talking to Sarah, right. the
3: Beach Boys start playing and he feels the need to have to explain I, why he. That's right.
2: Because no,
1: cause no black, black man. No black guy would ever listen to the Beach out Boys. The Beach Boys. There's no there's no man on earth who would and like that. And he says California something like girls. that's right.
3: I'm a fan of their funkier stuff. That's
1: right.
2: Yeah, that yeah, that was his joke. He's like I I mostly only listen to their funkier stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh another um very racist So then? Yeah, it comes to a head eventually. I don't know, I got kind of bored by this point, but eventually <laughs> He's
1: busted, right?
2: Eventually he has to reveal himself to everyone. Right. But,
1: but, but hang on. He gets he gets an eviction notice. Like finally they Victim, and I'm wondering what on what grounds because he was, they yes, threw he was the black. daughter out onto the, the fire
3: daughter. escape, and the landlord, the the, the guy that yeah. is that some yeah, I, I is mean, that I a get, lease violation? A, no, the, a, what a happens is the guy that. um like the superintendent guy, yeah, Roy. Roy sees her being he sees it, but I can't put it out, out of the window, temper, and he immediately I'm calls sure. her dad and says, yeah. "Your daughter is boning right. the black guy, right. and that's but, why he gets evicted."
1: The, well, Ed, it's but Boston. Legally, legally I mean, maybe, maybe in Boston there's some sort yeah. of it's a, uh, interracial sex ban, but like, yeah, this, this was this was a. If you go to Harvard Law, you probably know you can get away with
2: you you, Not. you think you're probably pretty versed on on renter's rights being right, uh, and being the eviction a notice
3: shows up and it's all like old english font. Yeah
2: the, the eviction notice is on like parchment <laughs> so and it's like it's like by royal decree <laughs> of the wax, landlord wax you are hereby deal. evicted from the residence at 311 <laughs> Oxford Street uh yeah that was that was very weird also he gets evicted and it
1: was produced pretty quickly right he on yes. Yes, it, same, just, same it day. just happened <laughs> literally somebody had in a minutes. Quill, somebody had a quill in the, uh, right. in the It was <laughs> delivered
3: by Raven. <laughs> a, a band so, same day.
4: So to like sum up the entire scene, though, you have, you have this guy, Mark, who isn't very likable anyways, and he's getting away with murder the entire movie. He gets simultaneously found out by this woman he has fallen in love with for screwing the white chick, She comes back into the room. Remember, that's right. And
1: he reveals that he's been acting black, and And, and, right. And his parents see him when he forgets to put the ski mask on. He runs into the kitchen, and his his dad immediately thinks he's going to mug the mom and and, uh, rape the mom or something. So they don't recognize his son is just wearing a mask and it's a little bit
5: darker. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean not yes.
1: mask, a wig. Yes. He's yes. just wearing a wig. Yes. And also. It's
5: they can't, they can't it's recognize their own son. <gasps> Get
1: back, Dorothy. I'll handle
2: this. I'm warning you, I'm I'm armed.
5: What's happening, brother? Get down. Get down. Looking
2: good, mama. Looking good. Well I got to be going now. Do do have an iPhone. Yeah, Kate, go ahead.
3: Also, when Sarah, um, when they're all in the same room and he introduces Sarah, he's taking the mask off and he says, "These are my parents." Like her first thought isn't like, "Oh, you're he, adopted." He's adopted,
2: yeah, because he still. Like, Did they not yeah, have yeah. adopted in yes, the eighties? Yeah. Like
3: that's her. She immediately freaks out and leaves. Yes.
2: Also, yeah, right? pretty racist. Like, I mean. Yeah, right. you would just Those be it like, be Oh, parents? he's adopted, no big deal. Obviously like, they're not
3: your biological right, parents, right. but like calm down.
2: Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, and the, it didn't And
4: yeah. then the real racism, racism ensues when the um, when he tells his parents that he turned black <laughs> and then the the is it the mother yes. that needs help gets shortness <laughs> yes, of breath? Yes, yes, she,
2: she gets the vapors. <laughs> yes. <if her> <laughs> yes if her son turned <laughs> black. Mom, dad, I'm black.
3: It's like the worst possible thing that could happen.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Also, his dad takes all the money that he set aside, like he's told him he had a trust, and he, his dad's obviously a real rich guy, and he's like, I took the money from your trust and bought a timeshare in Barbados. How did this fucking guy get rich? Timeshares are the worst fucking investment you can make. Worst scam ever.
1: When I was was, uh, on my honeymoon... For like it was like a five hundred dollar credit if if you sat through a timeshare presentation for an hour and I did it and it wasn't worth it no. for five hundred dollars. <laughs> and and like it was like a lot of heavy handed questions. they would be like, Tell me, do you like taking vacations? <laughs> do, you, do you do you like Hawaii? Yes. Like just bullshit like that and you're like, Yeah, and then at the end of the hour, they're like, Oh, we still have four hours to go. And they're like well, I only signed up for yeah. an hour, but like timeshares are a complete it's the worst. scam it's, it's, garbage.
2: W- there's no other thing you buy that's immediately valueless. Like you cannot – you have to pay somebody to take it from you. Uh, the Two seconds right. after you buy the it, you figure his dad would know better than to buy a timeshare right? in Barbados. Yeah. So that was a very weird But then problem. again,
1: he may, he may have made that decision upside down on his exercise machine. That's true. So he, was, <laughs> he his blood was rushing to his head. He didn't know what he, he was right, doing.
3: Right. Last, last investment he, was, he made before he got he rid of that have, thing.
2: He might. Might have been smoking crack with Alf's dad at the yeah. time. You maybe. never know, maybe. Uh, so every uh, as always, as always happens in all movies, and especially movies in the 80s, everything turns out fine. He apologized. Oh, there's, there's something that always happens in 80s movies there's a courtroom scene, or there's some sort of tribunal right. where he's defended by Gordon and and eventually gordon
1: gordon did a great gordon,
3: job he gets he did. to put his lawyers lawyering, yeah. lawyering he, skills he, he to lawyers
2: him. up for him uh james earl jones Wait, it, is the judge and i might
3: add that he comes in with his sunglasses on
2: that that's true and and a, a really bad tie a very 80s suit yeah. can we blame him for the color of his skin uh and then james earl jones like pretty much like not too heavy-handed of a judge he's like I think uh, I think you finally know what it feels like to be black. And then um, Mark has his big come to Jesus moment where he's like, "Yeah, he's like, you'd think so, sir." And then he kind of looks down. And he goes, "But the thing is, if I didn't
5: like it, I could always get out of it."
0: You must have learned a great deal more than you bargained
5: for through this experience, Mister Watson. Yes, sir. Mister Watson. A Harvard Law graduate can do a great many things. Make a lot of money. Teach. Become a senator. A judge. A Harvard Law graduate. That's power, Mr. Watson. I hope that I teach my students to use that power responsibly. Even generously. But you've learned something that I can't teach them. You've learned what it feels like to be black. No, sir. beg your pardon? I don't really know what it feels like, sir. If I didn't like it, I could always get out. It's not the same. You've done a great deal more than I thought. Oh, this is yeah. this. This
1: is if you're clip, really black. This cl- clip should be played for uh, what's her name? Rachel Dolezal? That's right. That's right. Right? <laughs> it's, it's very I mean, pressured. That, uh, it's very pressured in this moment. This, yes. This movie is completely ridiculous and couldn't play today. Yes. But, but we actually have somebody who's head of a chapter of the NAACP who was just claiming, and then, like, when called on it, now she's doubling down, saying, "Yes, I identify myself as black." Yeah,
3: yes. she she has a standing yes. weekly dark tanning appointment. That's
2: right. That's exactly. Right. Well, she didn't have the pills. She didn't have Seth's right. pills in her defense. <laughs>
1: That's right. She, did, she didn't know. She, Seth has, the, with the she has the equivalent. She,
2: also, those. Those spray tans, in my experience, I've never had one, but I know people that have. They're very stinky. She must have smelled terrible no, all the you time. you can
3: pay extra to get the stuff that makes is it that not true? smell. Is that true? Does that
2: mean the people I know that have had those have not paid extra? Because like
1: another 10 bucks. Yeah,
2: it's very smelly when you get that powder yeah, they, sprayed on you. They smell <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Uh, okay, is there is there anything else? First of all.
1: Well, hey, hang on. You're, oh, yes. you're missing yes. the, the big courtroom scene yes. where Malora yes. Harton.
5: Right. Oh, on, this is
1: the uh, moves on to the 47-year-old Indian. I uh, guess the mean? best part of 47? the movie.
2: Yes. She, see, if this had been played as a farce, if this had been it played as a satire, it would have been, really satire, would right. Have been
1: this, so it, right. That that was that was like almost like airplane. Let's explain to everyone yes, what happens. She, she,
5: she comes, comes to court first with of all, her
2: new every, paramour. She doesn't go
1: to Harvard law. First of all, every, yeah,
5: she comes to to the law. Court. everybody
2: that's a character <laughs> in the movie is apparently Invited to this tribunal, Everyone, Bradley and Julie and Louis uh, Drive. Yeah, everyone's heard about it.
1: Let's go. Yeah.
3: She yeah. turns up with her new paramour yeah. who is yes. A 50-something year old Native American. Yeah. He's with
2: braids. He's the guy with the tear yeah, from the he's litter the, commercial. The litter guy. Yeah.
3: Probably he's, has some turquoise jewelry. On. Yes,
2: he's got he's got a, a jean jacket like he's really right. he's a proper Indian.
3: Right. And it's just I dancing don't think for
2: weather and yeah. they they
3: made it seem like he didn't speak english
2: yeah he, for he was like oh reason. me no oh, understand them no. white okay. man trial oh my god uh yeah she was uh, i don't blame her she's doing a tour of the I races
1: have reservations <laughs>
3: Yeah, she, it's part of her sociological yeah, she, experiment. She's like going she's around the world, conducting. so
2: to speak. Good for her, you know. Yeah. She's she's having a taste of everything. There's nothing wrong with that.
3: Nothing wrong with a bit of travel.
2: Uh, so, so yes, very.
1: It gives the the line the the shades of gray.
2: That's right.
1: And, and she goes, "There's no, what is not brown or, or red or white. There's only shades of pink." Oh. Is that what she, she said? Yeah, she gives the Holy same line God. that she says there's no black or white, yeah. there's shades of gray. Okay. She goes there's no red or white, there's shades of pink.
2: She okay. really – if you really go back and look at it, all of her scenes are sort of the best scenes in the movie. Like they, if they had sort of structured the movie, the whole movie the based around how her scenes went, it could have been sort of a funny, farcical uh, – rate comment allegory on race relations and but obviously it wasn't that it was you know played to be cute um okay i think that i think that wraps up everything that happened in the movie does anybody have I anything know. they'd like to add what
3: Ed? about the end scene
1: you have to now 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 he's switching so he lost the scholarship and yes. he makes the agreement that he's going to give her all his money and he's going to you know pay it off and then and donate he, a
3: percentage of his future right, earnings, that's right?
1: Fifteen percent. Right. And then he's going to, because now he's in real debt, he's going to take her job, right? He's that's going right. to once that's again the work best minimum wage. way yeah.
2: to make some good what dough. Is, yeah, th- is to work yes, at the cafeteria. Yeah,
1: and then he and- get he
2: gets a job at the cafeteria.
4: And that is when the the two uh, whimsical Harvard Law students tell their rudimentary black jokes in the cafeteria. And his C. Thomas Howell at... 510, you say, and weighing like 140 wet. I'd say about some, 140. Yeah. Some, somehow, is was able
1: to turn a punch to the face into them being thrown across They're the They're okay. Flying through Wait, the air. But, I know, but I, I know why they did it. And I, I've, I've, I've put two and two together here. Tell us. So I, I did some research, but I've quoted the IMDb fun facts page. And I noticed <laughs> C. Thomas Howell, his father, Chris Howell. Oh, that's right. Did That's the right. stunts for the movie That's and I was right. thinking, stunts <laughs> for the movie? What stunts? They're, they're, sitting, they're sitting in classrooms and cafeterias the whole time. What are the stunts? And then at the end of the movie, these guys tell racist jokes, he punches them in the face, and they both go flying into tables. Those were the stunts. I'm sure he's like, Hey, my dad really did <sighs> you <do> some work. <laughs> right. Like, yes. He needs he needs he needs something to pay the bills this, this- month.
2: This also explains Gordon falling off the Hermosa Beach pier.
1: Right. Oh, right. right like that. So, somebody
2: had to do that stunt. Great so, point.
1: <laughs> Chris Howell, like is he, like. I love right, choreographing. Hey, t- tell you what, I will fly 17 feet backwards off of a straight right hook. And so that's where Chris Howe came in. Good point.
2: And in case you weren't sure that these guys were injured, he knocks them both out across a table and they both come up. One guy has like mashed potatoes smeared across his face (laughs) and another guy has some sort of dressing. Like they both – they both ended up –
3: Covered in a lot food.
1: of food fights in the eighties. <laughs> yes, too. a
2: lot of like, lot of food on the face. Yeah,
1: that's
3: how you know you're.
1: You and really can I reiterate? Fuck someone. George up. Yeah. George is pretty much the cutest kid he's, on earth.
2: He's so, a really he's really cute. All that's of that perfect. happened
1: in front of the kid, by the way. There's Like
4: act of violence that should have gotten him yeah. thrown in jail. But this is what this is my thing. So I guess him kicking those two race racist joke telling guys' his ass. Uh, him now working as a busboy in the very establishment she worked at him telling her that he's given her the money and him basically revealing that he's white all these despicable things that he did to her on top of the fact that he was screwing the white chick uh, on the on the down low and all of a sudden in the last 30 seconds of the movie she forgives them and they're going to live happily ever after.
1: Well, there's also a good thing where she tells George when they're, like, discussing, they're hashing it out, and she goes, here's a quarter. George, go put something on the jukebox. And, (laughs) and like, a five-year-old boy walks over, and it's a good song. But he puts on Pain in My Heart by Otis Redding. (laughs) Yeah. Wow.
5: Yeah.
2: George
1: is like a 70-year-old black man man, in the
3: five-year-old's body. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She named him a 70-year-old and then he became a (laughs) (laughs) 70-year-old. Right, right, right.
2: That was was very impressive. Yeah. (laughs) In the end, he gets off very light. Radon Chong lets him off the hook. James Earl Jones lets him off the hook. Like he was pretty much a fucking asshole when you think about it. So what's
1: the lesson learned? Trample over minorities That's and right. it'll work out. Cheat, it'll, it'll, it'll work out.
2: Cheat your way to the end. Step on people that need the most help because you're a privileged white guy from Beverly Hills that doesn't want to work in the cafeteria to pay your way through Harvard Law School.
1: He's an awful human being.
2: He is. Okay.
1: And as I mentioned, I've been, I've been watching it on mute while we're doing this. And uh, Ray Dawn is looking pretty solid in that final good. scene. Yeah. She's she's a good looking chick. Yeah.
2: She and and fun fact: these two not only fell in love in the movie, they fell That's... in love in real life and were later <laughs> married.
1: Yeah, they eked out a four year marriage before That's she funny. realized I'm I'm married to somebody whose first name is C. C.
2: Yeah. What did, what did she call? Okay, I need I need a rating here. Score of one to ten. Kate McManus. What is your rating for the movie Soul Man?
3: Oh, that's hard. I'm going to give it a
2: 5.5. 5.5. Right in the middle. She actually has it right in the same place that IMDb does. Uh, Ed Daly, your rating for Soul Man. What do you give it?
1: I, I'll give it a 6. I, it's, it has its moments. I'll give it a 6. But, yeah, it, it's, it's got its many horrible moments, too.
2: So. Ed Daly. Or uh, Jason Stewart, your thoughts? What your rating? It, One to ten? My my
1: 2015 rating, it, it
4: wouldn't even make it into a a, a pitch meeting. Right. I, ha- I have I yeah. have to give it a what Rotten Tomatoes? I think give it that's like a 1.3 out of ten. One point three.
2: One point three. Jason Stewart gives, with a very low rating. I'll be honest. I was sort of entertained by this movie. I didn't <laughs> mind it very much. I thought I thought it was, it was
1: it was uh, there <laughs> were some funny. Parts. It was not <laughs> sometimes, nearly sometimes the humor was unintentional. It was not
2: nearly as horrible as I expected it to be. Yes, it's a it's a, the most incredibly stupid idea that I could ever imagine. Obviously somebody did mountains of cocaine before coming up with this, but I'll tell you right now, I enjoyed it. I give it a 7. <laughs> Excellent movie. I, I recommend it. Thumbs up from Brian Beckner on Soul Man. Okay, last round. Let's go around the room. Kate McManus, your thoughts, final thoughts on the Soul Man and the review of the movie Soul Man.
3: Um, I think it's obviously a very important movie, and C. Thomas Howell has said – that he feels like there were deep, deep issues that were confronted That's in right. the movie. That's
2: right. It was, it was, and he's an very proud movie. of it.
3: He's, he's proud that he was a part of it.
2: He didn't really do much. I think he did side out after this. And also, I, I would not recommend Google image searching or if you're Jason Stewart, huh. being image. Uh, I would definitely not recommend looking at images of C. Thomas Howell today. Because he looks, to to put it nicely, weathered.
1: I want to know what he, where he the does, pre- but he was actually pretty good. It, you ever see that show, Southland, about like LA cops? Yeah, I did not. I, did not, did. I believe that
2: was on TNT. I don't, and I don't, it was you pretty, could never find that channel.
1: Pretty solid. He was actually good as like, I think he played like a, you know, weathered old cop, but he was pretty solid on it. He, he definitely was a pretty good actor. What uh,
3: studio made this? I feel like they're.
1: Uh, they it want was,
2: it's it was produced like
1: new, new Line or one of those. It was movies.
2: produced by Steve Tisch, who's like a big
1: time producer. Yeah, like yeah, just, he owns a lot of New York buildings. Yeah,
3: I just want to let you guys know. I googled he owns
1: the Giants. I think wow.
3: I yeah. googled yeah. Cabbage Patch babies dolls on eBay, and there's tons. If you guys want to, oh, what
1: get are they going for? What in. just what? What, what can so we get? We have a anywhere one from one like, looks like like our dads five, $5. ninety nine
3: yeah. to this vintage one that's like ninety
2: dollars, ninety so. bucks. Wow, Cabbage Patch dolls. Uh, okay, Ed Daly, your final thoughts on Soul Man? A- anything to add?
1: Um, I I googled hoping that uh the the actor that played George would turn into somebody and. Sadly his last role was uh on a couple episodes of Highway to Heaven in 1988. Ooh. But, Ooh. but Ouch. the cool Oof. thing about George is his name is Jonathan Fudge Leonard. Stop it. Fudge. <laughs> wow. His, wow. Nickname, his wow. nickname is Fudge.
2: <laughs> I'm not sure if that's racist or not. It feels racist.
1: Not sure.
2: Uh okay. Jason Jason Stewart, your thoughts, anything to add on the on the movie Soul Man from 1986?
4: I'm probably going to be repetitive here, but I'm 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 really shocked that this movie was ever deemed accessible in, in any time after the Civil War. Um so I I I I'm so stunned I might have to watch it again just to see if I missed something because the satire is lost on me. There, it wasn't funny. It, then it tried to become a social commentary right. movie. If C. Thomas Howe was proud of this, uh, I I would strongly question his moral character. They were trying hard. They were trying hard. They
2: They were fun. really going for something, but unfortunately, they didn't go for it enough. Um, as I said, this movie would have – I really feel like if it had been done as, as a farce, as a satirical movie where they really, really went for it, the whole Indian thing. Like there was, a, there was things that worked for me in this movie. Um, I, I enjoyed it and I, I, it could have been done a lot better obviously. Um, that said, I just typed in four words into Google search, Google image, or if you're Jason Stewart, you'd be using Bing image. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> i just typed in
1: ray don chong naked
2: ray don chong nude and yeah. she has been naked in movies before she had the fit little body on her back in the 80s um so if that's your one takeaway from this podcast i hope you do <laughs> what i just did and google ray don chong nude um so did i yeah, everybody, everybody. I really appreciate Great. it. This this was a labor of love. We we've, we've been wanting to do this for a while. I'm stoked that you guys could all get together and do this for us. I hope that listeners can appreciate it. I, it's interesting that we've been talking about doing this for a while and and with the whole Rachel Dolezal thing, it all kind of worked out because there's a real life soul man. Wait, out there. You
1: can't say this movie couldn't have happened today yes. because it just did.
2: Yeah, and 2 weeks ago you could uh. you could have said that it couldn't have happened, but now we've seen that it it, it it has happened and it does happen. Once a week, spray tans, not tanning pills. Um, so excellent job, everybody. I appreciate it. For special guest Jason Stewart, for Fancy Sauce, and for Ed Daly, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been a special episode of the Baller Lifestyle podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We will see you next week goodbye thanks
3: for listening
4: see y'all